Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. These programs are based on the ministry of Witness Lee and his 21-year-long crowning work, The Life Study of the Bible. We'll include excerpts from his spoken ministry, which focuses on the enjoyment of Christ as the divine life as revealed in the Bible. We hope that through these studies, you'll be brought into a deeper enjoyment of the scriptures and of our dear and precious Lord Jesus. You can contact us by sending email to radio at lsm.org or reach us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. Now, let's join today's program. Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. This popular verse from Hebrews chapter 10 is commonly used but seldom understood in its real context, and that is of Christ replacing the Old Testament offerings. Stay with us today as we once again look at the picture of Christ as the Lamb of God in our life study of Leviticus. Joining us for our program today is Dick Taylor, our third program from Leviticus, Dick, and the first two have just been tremendous. I'm really happy you're here for number three. Me too. What a book to show us how precious and real Christ can be in our daily experience as Christians. We really began the life study, Dick, with the realization and I guess an admittance that for most believers, this is a book that is not commonly understood. It's not a popular book, so to speak, and it may be one that most people just kind of skim through. But the riches that are here, once our eyes have been opened, are just tremendous. They really are. Even I know I skipped through it myself, but thank the Lord for the life study of the Bible. It's becoming a different book. The last two programs really were both introductions, firstly to the book of Leviticus and then to the five major offerings which typify Christ in this book. We're going to touch these offerings. Uh, Before we get to that, the focus will be on the burnt offering, Dick. Maybe you could give us a little background uh, for the listeners who maybe missed these two programs we've been talking about. At the end of the book of Exodus, we do see that the tabernacle is built. But now in Leviticus, we see not only the tabernacle is built, but the living God is living in that tabernacle, and he has provided the offerings for we as his believers to enter into the tabernacle, to have fellowship with him, to contact him, to enjoy him. And eventually we see through typology that it all leads to Christ and the experience of Christ. Now we can contact him, enjoy him, and even enjoy Christ together with God as a common portion. And by this enjoyment and experience of Christ, we just get saturated, permeated, and soaked with the holy God to become his holy people so that we could genuinely express him. You know, uh, Chris, none of us is holy. God is uniquely holy, separate, different, distinct, not common. Who among us could be holy? Because of the fall, none of us is holy. But thank the Lord for our precious, dear, holy Lord Jesus, whom we can enjoy and even enjoy with God as our common portion, thereby constituting us with himself to make us a holy people. That means that we have become his increase 
to be his expression so he would have a testimony on this earth. Because as we see, even in this book and in the book of Exodus, the ark is called the ark of testimony. Right. And the tabernacle is called the tabernacle of testimony. testimony. Right. Indicating that by enjoying Christ, we become the enlargement and expansion of Christ for what purpose? To express God on this earth as his testimony. You know, one of the things that uh, really impressed me, Dick, in these last two programs was to realize that our human words are just not adequate to really comprehend and describe all that there is to Christ. And so the Lord has provided these incredible pictures conveying more than our words ever could. Absolutely. The main thrust of our program today, Dick, on the burnt offering will come from Hebrews in the New Testament, chapter 10, verses 5 through 10. Therefore, coming into the world, he says, sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you did not delight. Then I said, behold, I have come. In the roll of the book, it is written concerning me to do your will, O God. Amen. Saying above, sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you did not desire nor delight in, which are offered according to the law. He then has said, Behold, I have come to do your will. He takes away the first, that he may establish the second, by which will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Dick, a passage of Scripture that a few phrases are often borrowed from, but very few people probably have a solid understanding of what is here. I believe we'll solve that problem for all of the listeners before we're through today. Let's join Witness Lee. The burnt offering is just Christ for God's satisfaction. First of all, I would turn your attention to Hebrew 10. Let us read. I read to you and define to you these uh, six verses, 5 through 10. Wherefore, coming into the world, he says that means Christ. Christ says to God, sacrifice, listen, and offering. This is a kind of total mentioning of all the different sacrifices and offerings. Then he said, behold, I come to do your will. Let me check with you. What is the will here? The will in this section of the word does not refer God's desires in many things. It only refers to God's one will. This will was that God wanted Christ to come to replace the Old Testament sacrifices and offerings. All the types of the sacrifices and offerings were shadows of Christ. Christ is the real body, the reality of all those offerings and sacrifices. And the burnt offering is the number one offering. No doubt. Even in the Old Testament, it says so. The burnt offering is mentioned first. So, if we are going to understand what is the burnt offering, we have to come to this chapter. And this chapter tells us that Christ, as the burnt offering, 
did the will of God. Christ, as the burnt offering, did the will. What will? Did the will that God wanted him to replace all the Old Testament offerings and sacrifices. You think, how could a man replace all the offerings? What kind of qualification is needed? You see, what kind of person you have to be? You must be a person absolutely for God. Even you are not for God in a small thing, you are finished. You are not qualified to do this will of God. The will that replaces the old with the new. Well, Dick, this is really enlightening to me. When Hebrews 10 says, I have come to do thy will, O God, that context is referring not to a lot of things that we would normally consider God's will, but really just to this one unique thing, Christ replacing the burnt offering. I wonder, am I the only one that's misunderstood this context? I doubt it, Chris. His coming to do God's will was uh, not just to do so many things for God, but he is replacing all the sacrifices and all the offerings which are just shadows of Christ himself who is the reality. So Christ is joyfully recognized here as the reality of all those sacrifices to take care of sin on the negative side and offerings to please God and satisfy God on the positive side as presence. So Christ here is uniquely the burnt offering to really satisfy God. The sacrifices and offerings were just types of Christ. I was again thinking, Chris, of uh, Luke 24, verse 27, when the Lord opened the eyes of the two disciples who were on their way to Emmaus, who did not understand the scriptures. All they saw, for example, were sacrifices and offerings. But he showed them that all the things in the books of Moses were just pointing to him. And eventually in that same chapter, when they began to discuss this, After he vanished out of their sight, they said, did not our heart heart burn within us when he spoke to us on the way? Because finally they realized somebody had come to do the will of God. That is, Christ came to replace all those sacrifices, all those offerings. They were all pointing to this lovely, dear, precious, sweet person of Christ. What person, what man could ever replace all these offerings and sacrifices. There's only one. None of us could ever do the will of God in this context. Thank you, Lord, for being the unique replacement and reality of all the Old Testament sacrifices and offerings. Lord, I take you. Amen. Dick, you mentioned in Luke there, uh, came to mind as you were speaking also in John, the Lord tells them, you search the scriptures, right. but you do not come to me. Mm-hmm. But these are they that testify of me. And, of course, he was referring to the Old Testament scriptures, right. right? That's exactly right. These very points are those that testify, really, of Christ. Amen. And we want to handle him and not just the types and shadows. When we handle him, we get life. Amen. Dick, we want to go back to our life study. We're going to focus on living for God 
And not having our life for God broken by so many of the little things that come up during our day, he's the burnt offering. He's the only one who's absolute for God, whose life for God was never broken by anything. Here's Witness Lee once more. Do you think when the Lord Jesus was on this earth, there was once a little thing got into his life and broke the proper living? If that happened, he needs another Christ for him. He was finished and he got what? Disqualified to be the burn offering. He needed another one to be his savior. You see the point? So for him to do this will, that means to be the burn offering, to replace the old husband one, you see. Great thing. This is to do the will of God. I come to do the will of God. I come to do your will, O God. Now we all can realize none of us can fulfill all these requirements for us to be qualified uh, to be such a burnt offering. Now, we have been regenerated, yet we are still living in the old fallen nature. Even too many times we exercise our spirit to live a life that is one with the Lord. Even so, yet quite often when small things come in, Every time that small thing may break our living with the Lord. Then you may say, well, what should I do? Well, don't be disappointed. Here is your salvation. <laughs> this is why you need him. You need Christ. You need Christ to be your burnouting. By reading and understanding Hebrew 10, you could realize, at least to some extent, what does it mean that Christ is the burnt offering. And He is the burnt offering for us, for you and me. Dick, can you talk a little more about this experiential word? particularly related to the small things that come into our lives to break our oneness with the Lord, that really disrupt our living with him. And what an encouragement it is that Christ is the unique burnt offering, the one in whom there was never a break between he and God. That's tremendous, Chris. And as our brother Lee mentioned in this portion, Christ is our salvation as our burnt offering. When you look at his life through the Gospels, you realize Never once was there a break in his oneness with the Father. Never was there a break in his fellowship. i just thinking, even when he was 12 years old, he got separated from his parents, and eventually his mother rebuked him. But even at that time, there was no break in the oneness. He said, don't you know, I must be about my father's business. At the same time, the Greek translation, according to we says, he subjected himself in constant obedience to his parents. He was just the perfect one. Now, we, on the other hand, we fall apart at the smallest thing. We lose our oneness from the Lord. We lose our oneness with the Lord so easily. 
But again, we can see Christ as our salvation. The other night, I was just kind of tired. We'd had a meeting in our home, and my wife asked me if I would vacuum the house. It was just not the right time, but I realized that little thing just broke my enjoyment and my oneness with the Lord, and I just began to think about me vacuuming the house. But I repented, and I took the Lord as my burnt offering and as my portion for my enjoyment. I had the greatest time vacuuming, Chris. I tell you, I could have vacuumed the entire block of that city. I was so energized just by enjoying Christ as the perfect one and the obedient one. I was thinking of a hymn that we sing, and it says, Now I share thy human life, Lord, filled with thy humanity. All of thy complete obedience is available to me. Then the chorus says, One with thee, one with thee. It's so good that this Christ, who is the burnt offering, with all of his complete and perfect obedience, and never having broken fellowship with the Father even once, this Christ is now in our spirit. And 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So we're full of shortages, defects, shortcomings, failures, but Christ never failed once. He never had a break in his fellowship with God. What a joy to take mm-hmm. this one right. as our salvation and our portion for our enjoyment. Otherwise, we have no hope because we always break the fellowship. But we have one who never broke the fellowship. May we enjoy him more. And if you're listening to this broadcast and you haven't heard us say this, one of the best ways to enjoy this Christ is just to open your heart, exercise the depth of your being, and tell the Lord by calling on his name, Lord Jesus, thank you for being my burnt offering. Well, Dick, you related your own experience about vacuuming the other night. This was not a sinful thing. Yet it was just uh, something in your disposition at the time, and it had the effect of breaking, disrupting your fellowship with God. That's true. So often our conscience or our awareness is only of sin and sins. Mm -hmm. But the burnt offering we're going to see in this final section takes care of more than just sin and sins. All the little things are covered. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Burnt offering is mainly not for redeeming sin. Yes, when Christ was the sin offering, that was for redeeming sin. But when Christ was a burnt offering, he was not for redeeming sin. He was absolutely for living a life that can satisfy God in full. You have to know that in this entire universe, there was a person that lived on this earth all the day. In his whole life, he was living a life that satisfied God all the time to the uttermost. We all have to see this. I do believe many of you have studied autobiographies of the great persons. I don't believe you could find out one biography that can compare with the four Gospels. In the four Gospels, one is presented. This presented one 
is absolutely there one with God. The most precious point is that Christ's human virtue is always expressed either in His divine attribute or with His divine attribute. You know, before confronting the apostles, he did one thing. He purified the temple with anger. In that case, what could you see? You could see his human genuineness expressed in his human anger. How about this? My point is, in the life of Jesus Christ, you couldn't find out a little bit of defect. There's no blemish, no defect, no imperfection. The burn offering signifies that Christ was perfect to the uttermost. He lived on this earth a life absolutely perfect and absolutely for God. So he was absolutely qualified to be a burnt offering. He did the unique will of God, which no other one is qualified to do that. Only he. He is qualified because he's absolutely perfect and absolutely for God. Dick, I don't know about you, but I really enjoy getting into details like this from the Gospels to see our wonderful, precious Christ. And this was an interesting case. Even in his anger, when he's there in the temple, he was pure. He was absolute for God. Maybe you have some more examples just to help strengthen this point that we could never be the ones qualified to say, I come to do your will, O God. That's for sure. You know, Chris, uh, most of the time when we get angry, it's altogether apart from God himself. Right. So there's no expression of God. So how could we ever be the burnt offering? But what a privilege that we do have Christ as this perfect, absolute one, the one who fully satisfies God living in us as the life-giving spirit right within our spirit. Mm -hmm. And at any time we turn to him and are one with him, we can enjoy and even be the repetition of his living on this earth. Recently, uh, there were a couple of young brothers that did something that was not too good. And I was kind of responsible or overseeing the situation. And sometimes I get angry, but it's apart from the Lord. And what happens is when you're done with the whole thing, everybody is miserable, including yourself, because there was nothing of God there. But this time, I happened to be enjoying the Lord very much, and I just had a sense. As soon as I saw these brothers, I needed to say something, and I did. And I realized I expressed the anger, but it felt so good in the sense that I felt like there was a divine anger in my human anger expressing something of the Lord. And right away, there was a response in these brothers. And these brothers right away apologized and opened, and you could see right away they got the Lord. Yeah. So it is possible for us to enjoy the salvation of Christ himself, who is the burnt offering, the only one who is absolute for God and the only one who really satisfies God. You know, Chris, it's so good every day to begin our morning by just telling the Lord, Lord, I'm not for you. I'm imperfect. I'm not absolute for you. But 
in your son you must receive me. And mm. I want today to be a day that's food to you. May I enjoy you as my burnt offering all day that God could enjoy this day as his food. What a joy to take Christ as our burnt offering. Amen. Dick, I am holding in my hand here a blue book, Leviticus Life Study, volume number one. And I would say for any of our listeners who have been touched or have seen something during these last three programs, they would want to have one of these in their hand. This is material is just invaluable. It is Amen. too precious. Amen. Our time has escaped today. I wish there were more of it, Dick, to enjoy this further. Me too. So you'll have to come back very soon. We've got a long time to get into these offerings. I'll do that. And we hope you'll join us for another of these great life studies. For Dick Taylor today, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us, radio at lsm.org, or call us toll-free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.